podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Rate Don't Hate. It's me again, Guy. As I said last week, we're going to be rotating guests and I have the man that Dave Hendrick has dubbed the machine over on AI, Stephen Smith. It's finally nice to speak to you because so many messages between us sorting and start articles to get, get out and stuff like that. But it's nice to talk to you, Stephen. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Glad to be on something that doesn't require me to write and muck up my hands endlessly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's why I went into this gig. It's much easier to just chat. Absolutely. I wish it was after a better game. That's true. That's true. I've got two guests who have bottled their first appearance. <laughs> uh, but no, um, if, if it was that, I think me and today would have been banned long ago. Um, mm. But uh, we'll get into the game. I mean, as we usually do. Well, first thing I'll ask you, ask you this, because I asked um, Garrett last week. When rating players, how do you how do you look at it? I mean, do you start from like a six or do you start from a five and then work your way up or down? Because I think that's kind of important when, when you are going through ratings. And obviously you write on the site and doing ratings most games as well. Well, they usually start as a base as a six. I think six is an average game. You've not mm-hmm. been great. You've not been bad. You've kind of just floated through the game and you've been unspectacular. Um, so... If you dip below that, I'm not liking it. I'll tell you what, the first ever three I've administered, probably the the least rating was from yesterday, and I think we know who that was. And it wasn't Nat Phillips. (laughs) It was wasn't far off, actually. uh, um, That's harsh, but yeah. Yeah, I think... I think with red cards, you do have to to take off a good few points as well, as as we'll get to, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a disappointing day because no, I have rules myself. When someone gets a hat-trick, it's an automatic 10 and maybe a red card. You'll you'll see what my ruling is once we get through. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it wasn't a pretty home debut for uh, for Darwin, that's for sure. Um, but we'll start off with the boring one, Nat Allison. He, he didn't have loads to do. He couldn't really do much for the goal. I, I just went with a six myself. Well, this is the thing. Like so many of our players, the standard's now so high, it's hard to judge because literally it's, it's the smallest things that they get critiqued on because quite simply, we have so much of the ball, it's almost like the defensive players can make one mistake and it can be seen yeah. as like a, a bad performance. Whereas they're so inactive in their actual defensive duties across so many games we'll target like one mistake and mm-hmm. and I, th- I think sky are the worst for that where they'll, they'll they'll do a replay of one thing over and over but it'll just be that one thing they've done wrong and yeah absolutely that they're guilty of their their own brilliance at times and sometimes you just have to i mean i've not been too downhearted about the result because i try to think back to you know when we lost six one to stoke and the dark days of Brendan and Hodgson before mm-hmm. that. And it's two points from six. But if, if this is our blip and we get 10 points, uh, 10 games in, and we've got seven wins and three draws or seven wins and two draws and a loss, if this is our blip, maybe this is what we need and are, are ridiculous. So, yeah. So going back to Alisson, Alisson did nothing in terms of what a normal keeper would do because mm. 
the finish from Zaha is brilliant. He, Absolutely. He, he, he can do nothing more than that. I mean, it's his standing. You speak about the levels they set. That's why Virgil has let him take the shot. Virgil yeah. has opened that avenue to go, because I think he did it to Son last season or the season before, where he, he just like backed off and go, well, I'm backing my keeper. Now, if he had Pickford behind him, you know he's going in for that challenge. Mm-hmm. But because Allison is there, he's backing his keeper to basically save Nat Phillips. So, uh, for me, Allison, I'll just double check what I gave him, but I, I, I think, you know, I might have gone a 6.5. And, and this is the thing, we have, we have to decide, are you going six or seven for the podcast? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go seven because I, I just don't think he's had a bad game. Yeah. He, he, he just has not had a bad game. He, 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 he's, he's seen a lot of the ball, but it's from his own players where mm-hmm. they've used him as that sweeper keeper. But in terms of what he's actually done in the command of his area, I mean, the, the way he came out at Zaha at the one-on-one, that's probably him in a nutshell, that he can just take that away from him. He can, he can, and that's why Virgil allowed him to take that shot initially for the goal, because he knows that Allison can just stop people. But if you do get through and you're a player of ability, even though it's oftentimes sporadic with Zaha, he has that ability to find the bottom corner, and he has found the bottom corner. So I would go for a seven for Allison. Yeah, no blame for him. Absolutely, um, I, I think his, I think his kicking out from the back was good. Whenever they troubled, I think most of them were caught offside. But when when they did breach it, he got you swept up. Apart from the goal, so yeah, I, I went with a six. Just similarly to you, I don't think he had loads to do, but he was pretty just clean in what he had to do. And the goal was well, <laughs> there was a list of people at fault, and he wasn't on it. Um, but moving on then to more interesting people. Andy Robertson, uh, Stephen, it's it's a weird one with Robertson because he was so flawless probably for the first three years of his Liverpool career. And now I don't know if I'm judging him on his past performances or am I judging him compared to a normal left back, like let's say an Aaron Cresswell, let's say someone like that. Where it, when I watch him now, it, it just feels like something's off. But I don't know if that's to his own standard or to normal left back standards. If you get what I mean, people know how to play him. Mm. They've watched game after game after game, and they know how to play him. So literally, they'll double up on the man ahead of him, which is Diaz, mm-hmm. and they know that he just has to go square. And so you take away that ability. He's not got Thiago on that left-hand side of midfield. He's playing it inside to someone where he's not going to receive an adequate ball back. So Milner had a good, you know, opening section, mm-hmm. but he's not going to open up the angles for him for Robertson to give a, a ball inside and then receive it on the run. I mean, he he requires so much to be perfect in my eyes. He needs a Jota-type centre forward. And he needs a Thiago to give that through ball to him. So he, he needs that hockey assist from Thiago in order to get the assist himself. Mm. So I think you can literally shut him down. And, you know, in terms of effort, brilliant. In terms of up and down, brilliant. But we need, there are wingers. They're not our fullbacks. In transition, they are our wingers. And so. Teams just know how to play us. And it's a frustration because I, I, I saw Crystal Palace against Arsenal and they played a different way. You know, that, that they, they played a more expansive game. Mm. Whereas with us, they just want to sh- shut us down. That, that, you know, Vieira even said it in his pre-game, I'm putting five. You know, I'm going to put five and I'm going to shut down avenues. There was just so many players in that final third that were Palace swarming us and cutting out everything, that Andy Robertson has not got that Trent Alexander ability to switch his style of play. Well, if I can't get the cross in, you know that Trent may pull out a crossfield ball mm-hmm. or give a drill pass in between the lines. Whereas with Robbo, you're literally forcing him square. Mm. And who is he forcing it square to? Milner. And then it all breaks down. 
and we have to go backwards to, to Virgil and then we have to go swing over the other side. So when we take away a controller of Thiago or Naby, it just, and also Mane, I suppose, to a degree, mm -hmm. you take away so much of what allows Robbo to be Robbo because he, he can't beat a player head on and he can't ping a ball drilled into pe people's feet like Trent. And so he's guilty of his limitations, but, you know, he's still great. But last night he just, he, he, he couldn't become the player we needed him to be. Certainly when Nunes was um, surrounded and getting hounded and pushed about the place. Yeah, I thought it was a tough game for him as well. I mean, the only thing that overshadowed him was Simicas's performance when he came on. Somehow was worse, but we'll get to the subs somehow. Um, but yeah, Robbo, I think he's in a bit of a bad. I don't. He's probably bad to be fair. I, I went with a four myself. I mean, it just nothing was clicking, and I think you make a good point about him being Santiago and probably Mane, especially Mane as well, because. If you think of the left-hand side, our, our most successful period under Klopp, it's been so defined that it was Robertson, Ginny, and Mane on the left, uh, and we've seen we've seen the change there. Thiago and Naby rotate the left now. Diaz took over that since January. I think the only constant uh, partnership he's had is with, with Van Dijk, and yeah, it's it's been a lot of change on on the left. Whereas the right, it's as much as the debate is there, it's still Trent Henderson. Salah for 90% of the games. Um, so, yeah, th there's been a lot of change there. Um, and I think you can see it, especially in Robertson's performances. I, I went with a four. What are you going with? So I went with a six, but that was just purely down to his effort because it was yeah. non-stop. So it could have easily dropped to a five, but I, I, it wasn't his fault. The fact, in my mind, Milner had such limitations and they were doubling up on Diaz, so he had nowhere to send the ball. So mm. he was struggling to get into certain areas because Palace was so well drilled. I mean, if if I'm setting up a, t a team against Liverpool last night, I'm closing off line, Robbo's not getting there. I'm closing off the ball or putting two ne tight next to Diaz, and I'm allowing that ball into Milner. Milner's not going to be able to, to find that first-time pass. So then you, you shut off the avenue of which Robbo does best to receive that second ball and then gallop down the line and put in a first-time cross. Now, it doesn't matter where that cross goes because he's not getting there. So it was just... It's a thing because we have to be tactically able to overcome it. And we don't have enough players of enough quality... We need so many parts to be on point because people like Robbo are just reliant on others. They really are. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think the Palace performance was much better than the Fulham one. I think everyone would agree with that. But there was something still not clicking. I think the, we'll probably get through it as we get through the, the right-hand side of the team. But I think in the first half, the right-hand side of the team wasn't at its best by any means, but it looked quite fluent. Whereas the left-hand side, they had two right-backs playing in a back five, so they obviously mm. saw that as kind of um, somewhere to just lock down. Um, Dakura, their new signing, looked quite good in, in, in that regard, and I think they had Schlupp, um, who's very versatile. You can basically cover any part of the pitch. They ju just seemed to know how to, who to target and where to target and where to limit us, and I'd probably say the left-hand side, until we went down to 10 men and Diaz went, I will do everything. <laughs> But, yeah, it was just an odd game. But I think maybe a connection here is, is the next player we got, we've got to talk about, and that's Nat Phillips. And I mentioned, you, we both mentioned Van Dijk there, and we haven't rated him yet. But a big part of our, the way we play is the centre-backs playing out from the back. Now, Nat tried, to be fair to him, but he's not Joel Matip, he's not Joe Gomez, and not Ibu Kanate. And you could see... Basically, they pressed Van Dyke. They pressed Fabinho. They made that made Nat Phillips have the ball, and the way we the way he played out from the back, it was just <clears> impossible for us to play our natural game. And it's a hard one because we don't know how fit Gomez was, but he obviously came on for thirty five odd mins. Um, but I can't blame Nat Phillips. But just in the cold heart of ratings, I mean, what did I go with? Uh, where's my spreadsheet? 
I, I went with a four for Nat, but I feel like it's not his fault just because he's very ill-suited to the way we play. Um, I went with a four as well because, yep, they wanted him to have the ball and then they would open up the left-hand channel and he, he played a couple of nice crossfield balls to Robbo, but it felt like that was orchestrated, like that's where they want it to go. Mm. They didn't want him to play it to Trent. They didn't want him to play it to, to Mo. They were more than happy. So, you know, it looked nice, but every time it happened, I thought, well, that's the side we're not getting any joy. And it just felt like if we had a nabby there, then it would change every aspect of what was going on because they wanted the ball to be on Milner's side of the pitch. They wanted it to be on Robbo's side of the pitch because they're not incisive players. They're, they're, they're reactionary to, and they want it to be 100 miles an hour. You know, that you know that you saw Milner with that opening um, chance. They want it to be 100 miles an hour and they need it to be in front of them. And they need to react to what's going on around them. But the creation has to come from other people. So getting back to Nats, he's just not a Liverpool player. He's, he's a Liverpool player in a Roy Hodgson team. Mm. He's Harry Maguire, who does not want to be too far away from the 18-yard box. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- when it was in the air, he was there to head it. And it was fine. But he looked panicked. He looked... I mean, the stuff he was launching himself into in the second half, it was it was cringy because it was so uncontrolled and it was it was poor by Klopp. I mean, I, I, I don't know about this Henderson injury, but quite simply, Henderson goes into the six and you just start with Fab at the back. Yeah. If Gomez isn't fit, he shouldn't be on the bench. Gomez looked absolutely fine. And I think they've said it, um, in Raw, start him. Start your best team, and if he has to come off after 45, we've at least killed the pressure because he would have dealt with Zaha. There would have been no issue. There would have been no raising your hand because, oh, Christ, he's 10 yards past me, and in about a second, he's going to be 20 yards past me. We we, we just would have dealt with it. I, I think it was more a case of he, he probably felt that Eduardo or Mateta were going to start and, and maybe he didn't bank on mm. Zaha pinning himself to, you know, Nat's shoulder, which he did, you know, because you would. You, you wouldn't, you know, Lukaku wouldn't go near Van Dyke against Chelsea last year. You know, Zaha's mm. going to be all over Nat Phillips. It's all he's going to want to do. And there wasn't many opportunities in behind, but it just felt like Van Dyke was having to shepherd the whole of our half at times. You know, he was looking left, looking right. He was wondering what to do because quite simply, he, he was having to babysit someone that just, not just a weird fit, it's just the most wrong fit for our way of football. Nat Phillips just isn't a 2022 Liverpool centre-half. Yeah, that's the thing. I think... And even if you look at the time Nat and Reese were the centre-backs, we just didn't play like we usually do. Whereas last night, halfway line, all game, we, we couldn't do that when it was the two weaker centre-backs. But maybe Klopp, in retrospect, probably would have played Gomez or risked it, or he certainly would have tweaked the line and dropped them deeper because Zaha, every time, and it was very limited the amount of times they got forward, but when they did get forward, they targeted him and it basically worked every time they, they kept on third. But then you say drop the line, so that means you, you're going to give more space for James Milner to cover. So then you have that issue. Mm. So mm. if Henderson was fit, Henderson starts in the six, you drop Fab in. Yeah. No, I you actually know, agree. I agree. It, 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 it's the lesser of two evils. I mean, you end up with this Milderson thing, but I want to know what's happening with Naby because how he doesn't come into this game, I, I, I don't know. What's, well, I don't know. It's not a good sign, is it? I mean, he's been back in training just after the Fulham game by most accounts. And he can't start. I know Milner and Elliot came on in the Fulham game and did well, but it's, it's just odd. And he didn't even come on as a sub. It's just really odd. It's really odd, but another week, another Monday game, so hopefully he's fit and ready for United because, albeit they are dreadful, 
we, we need him to be fit. <laughs> we don't need to equalise their team <laughs> with the amount of players we can we can play. But we'll move on from that because I don't want to stick on him. I think most people understand. Let's be honest, he was at fault at the goal. Fabinho lost a tackle basically on the edge of their box, but in the corner. Yeah. The way we play, that shouldn't be a not that should be a non factor. Yeah, the tackle was bad, but that's an easy offside to play. Um, but I don't want to stick on him. So you went with a four for that. Now Trent and Van Dyke, I think Trent in the first half, I I think I went both six with both of these. Let me have a lucky. No, I went with a five for Van Dyke. But a six for Trent and five for Van Dyke. Trent tried his best in the first half, second half, I think. The endless crosses came in, and that's tend to be how we go to panic stations. We overly cross. Whereas Van Dyke, again, you mentioned it there, he had a lot on his plate. It was a tough situation playing with an ill-fitting partner. <laughs> but he did slow down on that on the goal. I'm not blaming him, but maybe just I wanted him to just maybe slide. Well, I've never seen Van Dyke slide tackle actually. Maybe just try and take a tackle. I've just knocked him down there because. He probably could have done a smidge more, but as we said, I think Nat Fabinho then maybe Van Dyke in the order there. But yeah, Trent can't really blame him, but panicky, overly cross, and Van Dyke not too much in his game. He was pressed, so he couldn't really do his long diagonals to to uh, Trent or Salah. So just a quiet game, but we did concede a sloppy goal. See, I'd go a six for Van Dyke and a six for Trent. Yeah, with, with Van Dyke. He's had to cover 40, 50 yards. I mean, Zaha sees him coming. He sees him all day long. He's on his right foot already. He's already started to open up. If Van Dyke goes to ground, Zaha, if nothing else, he's great ball at feet. Close control. He just opens up the whole of the goal. So Van Dyke has had to make that decision. If it isn't bang in the corner, mm. then... Alison gets it. And then we're saying how masterful, and these are the fine lines, we say how masterful that was by Van Dyke to read the situation and allow that shot to happen. So true. It's, it's the fine lines because it's not his error. And how many other centre-halves would have even got to that position where he was within you know, a yard or two of Zaha to at mm. least put him off? It's just a, it's just a killer finish. It is. It is to be fair. It is to be fair. But I think maybe the Nat Phillips is just wearing off on him in my rating. <laughs> but I realised I've not been going through the subscribers' ratings there. I'll go through the interesting ones because most of them are in the sixes. Uh, Robertson got a four point eight, which yeah, I can kind of see why. I, I, I went with a uh, four myself, so kind of in between both of us there. And Nat got a three point four from subscribers. Maybe a tad harsh because you you just can't blame the lad, but so be it. It it was it was a messy performance, and the other well, lads got. You say through. you can't blame the lad. We have VAR. Why are you stopping to put your arm up? True. So you can blame the you blame Klopp for putting you in that situation, but this is a this is a professional footballer that's paid thirty thousand pounds a week. True. Why are you putting your hand up? VAR sorts that later. Get your head down and at least, because I tell you what, if Van Dyke sees him barreling towards the penalty spot, maybe he does make the challenge to at least stop the shot. At that point, maybe Nat, in that extra second or so, has got back in position. You know, we know he's slow, but he creates uncertainty in Zaha if he just sprints flat out. Van Dyke didn't didn't hesitate. Mm -hmm. As soon as Zaha was gone, Van Dyke was on his bike. Gone. Didn't didn't look over his shoulder at the linesman. Just went. Mm -hmm. Nat stopped because he knew he wouldn't get there. He puts his hand up. Why? It's so it is his fault what he mm -hmm. did on the pitch. It's Klopp's fault for putting him there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, moving into the midfield then. It's an odd one because. I think the Fulham game, it was clearly the it was clearly the midfield that was the biggest issue in the game. Whereas in this one, it's not the ideal midfield, but I don't think we can blame them for the for the for the loss. But uh, for the loss, it feels like a loss for the draw. Whereas I'll do them collectively. I mean, Fabinho, I went with a six. 
weak tackle, but in the in the overall pe- uh, picture of the game, I thought he was mostly fine, if not quite good. Milner, I went with a six as well. It was just a Milner performance. He tired after a little while and got subbed off. And then Elliot's probably the standout one. I went with a seven for him. Um, just a really nice, clean performance. I think he may be tired in the second half, but, but in the first half, he... He connected well. I, I, we mentioned already the right-hand side was the one clicking, and I thought he was a part of that. I think he has a good um, relationship with, with Trent and and Mo, and I think he was connecting the game quite well, whereas Milner just kind of did Milner things, and as I said with Fabinho, he was, he was mostly all right. All three of them have limitations. Fabinho was a six for me, and as I said beforehand, that's a neither good nor bad performance. But he started well, he was into challenges, he was positionally fine, but after the goal, you could sense that he was drifting over to Nat's side because mm. he wanted to stop that through ball. You, you could sense that there was too much confliction in his mind as to where to be because it was, again, you know, two adults in Van Dyke and Fabinho having to babysit Nat. So Fabinho's post-goal performance I think was affected by an inability of, of Nat to defend so Fabinho was kind of I mean this is the he's got a kid one side and he's got you know an old man he's nearly as old as me Milner I mean <laughs> it's it, there's so many limitations in that because as good as Harvey was they just surrounded him they just surrounded him. You know, he, he was bright, he was popping, he was pressing, he was getting back. He was smart in ball retention and he was looking to create on the ball. But it felt like there was about six Palace players surrounding that trio of Trent, Moe and Harvey. So there was nowhere for the ball to go. And because we're now not playing the, you know, false nine in Darwin, we then lose that, you know, dropping in and trying to make something happen and mm, the it, connection it's all new so yeah. Fabinho has a new center half one side he's got a new left midfielder and he's got a new right midfielder and he's got a new center forward so you know where, where we crit- criticized Bobby last week because he didn't need to drop him because we had all the ball against Fulham you know all of a sudden the, the entire surrounding of Fabinho has changed and he's the adult trying to hold it together and then it you know we were changing systems changing personnel and he was the ever-present in that middle that was trying to hold it together and I feel for Fabinho at the moment because he's brilliant and we're not helping him by not addressing what we need to do and that's to add more quality in that department because otherwise we're just Milner can't be starting games. Milner can't be starting games. It just, you know, he had a good opening 10 minutes, but he it's other people that are dragging certain players down. You know, if Joe Gomez starts that game, Van Dijk isn't a six. If Naby starts that game, Fabinho isn't a six. Because they need certain players around them in order for the structure to work. The dependability of experienced players. Not overly experienced like Milner, but yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. Well, Milner's got no finesse. He, he, he's he got no finesse. You know, he's he's got more drive and he's probably more tactically astute than, say, if you put Henderson on the left. But he's not going to pick that pass. He's not going to be incisive. You know, he's going to be reactionary to, to, to what's going on around him. But he's not going to create that chaos with his passing. And so... Mm. You just have a... It's chalk and cheese with Thiago, isn't it? Yeah. But again, you've got Naby. Where's Naby? You know? Mm. You can put Naby into that team and it changes the performance of Fab. It changes the performance of Robbo. It changes probably the performance of Darwin because we are more incisive from the midfield area and we give more than just flinging balls in from wide positions, which is what we ended up doing. So, yeah. yeah. 
So Fab, Fab was a six. Milner, he was a five because he, he, he just became an afterthought after 15 minutes. Mm. You know, good beard, but... Should have scored as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Harvey was really good. But if we're relying on Harvey Elliott, then then there's bigger problems than anything. And then you read about the whole, you know, Nunes saga to Wolves, and it just makes it even worse. Harvey Elliott should be the understudy in the right centre midfield role to a senior established midfielder. Yeah. That, you know, we wanted Chuchimani, he was going to play there. We wanted Bellingham, I don't know what's happening there. We wanted uh, Barrera. We have to look beyond the players that we can't get. You know, the position is the position of need. The name should be irrelevant. There should just be a list of five, and you just work down the list. When we didn't get Zielinski, we went and got Wijnaldum. When we didn't get... Uh, who was the lad at Dortmund before we went and got Mo? Gotzer or Brand? Gertzer. So we wanted Gertzer, didn't get Gertzer, went and got Mo. Mm. The position is the requirement. The name is completely irrelevant because we just keep on filtering down that list until that position filled. We don't just stop at number three and go, well, we tried our best. You know, there's certain areas of the team where we can't upgrade. At centre-half, say Canate did a Mamadou Sacco and just, just lost all the trust of Klopp and we yeah. had to get rid of Canate. We wouldn't successfully be able to upgrade that position in world football without looking at Marquinhos or I think that might be about it. In midfield, there's dozens. There's yeah. dozens of players that would improve us. Because I was even looking at Eze from Palace, I was like, he'd probably start for us. <laughs> he would. Yeah. You know, there's just Bruno Gramerez, brilliant. You look at um, Onana, who's gone to Everton. But we take him immediately. Mm. You know, if Wolves are getting Nunes, how, how are we missing this step? You know, because is it a Julian Ward thing where we've put so much into something that's not going to happen? where we've done a United thing, where we might just end up oh, getting no one because we put all our eggs in one basket. That is a worry. I, just, I think the only thing we don't play out in public like United, but I suppose we're not dealing with Barcelona either, but it is a worry. It is a worry. I think the question marks are there. We have all the injuries there. Henderson, whether he's dropped or he was injured, it was a justified dropping if he was dropped. You can't rely, even if he's rewarding Milner's impact in the Fulham game. We we even saw last season, he can only play one game a week. And that's one yeah. too many. Um, the season will get busier. We won't have this Monday to Monday crack for much longer, thankfully. But it's just it's just odd. And that is the one position. Um, what was your rating for Harvey? Harvey was seven. Yeah. Because, again, there was no end product. And that's not his fault because every time he got into good situations, they were so well drilled in shutting him down, there was nowhere to go. Um, and so he's still, I mean, they're, they're all start, starting out together. Darwin starting out, Harvey starting out, you know, so it's a seven, but it's a good seven. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And it looks like the listeners do too. They've gone with a 6.1 for Fabinho. A 5.2 for Milner and a 7.3 for Harvey. So basically all bang on with, bang on with the listeners there. Now we'll do two of, the, two of the forwards together because we do have to focus on Darwin on his own for multiple reasons. Um, Salah, I thought he was one of the brightest spots in the, in the first half. And then I think he kind of got lost a bit when we just went for, we need to cross the ball every time we go forward. So I, I went, I believe I went with a six. Uh, I went with a six, yeah. Um, bright spots, but maybe not enough overall to really advance up in the ratings for myself. What what did you think of Mo? I had Mo as a six. Yeah. His first touch was insane. You know, his, his close control, his ability to kill the ball. You know, some balls shouldn't be controlled in that way. But again, that... It would have been the Vieira approach if Salah's on the ball 
surround him. Surround him. And I, I, I want, I need a more fluid system. You know, I, I see City the past two years when they haven't really played with a striker, where you've had the entire front three able to just move across and switch positions. I'm, I'm desperate for us to play a system that allows Mo more freedom from a central position, but still to go out wide. You know, in an ideal scenario, a 4-2-3-1 where we have Fab and Thiago, where we had a, a, a 10 that can drift wide and switch mm-hmm. in and out with Mo because Mo just gets surrounded. And, you know, season one, he always had space because teams would go toe-to-toe with us. So we need to find a way to get the best out of Mo and to just leave him on the outside with the odd half chance a few times a game just isn't working. You know, it hasn't been working since the turn of the year because certain areas, they just shut down. They just shut us down. Um, I, I can't see how Mo could have impacted the game better because Darwin wasn't at, at the races at all. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a huge worry when um, Mo's just being shepherded into areas where he just has to give the ball back to, you know, either Trent or Harvey and start again. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see Mo in a central position. I really, I, I, I'd love to see him off a striker. I'd love to see him. What, what are you going to do now, defenders? You know, almost put him into a free roll. You're telling me that Thiago and Fab, when we have 65% of the ball, can't control the game or Fab and Thiago, uh, sorry, Fab and Naby can't control the game. And then we go get, you know, a Serge Nabry just to play out there and then have them two dovetailing in and out. You know, I'd love a midfielder because I think we're going to stick with a 4-3-3, which goes to a hybrid where, you know, that one of them goes into the 10. But I'd, I'd just love us to set up and, and get like a Bruno type player or a, to play in that 10 and then he could switch in and out or a Nabry where we just had that, right, you're going to play wide and when Mo goes out, you come in and we just need to get more out of Mo. We have to get more out of Mo Salah. He, he's, he's in his prime and we're limiting his input on the game because teams, again, much like off the ball, they know how to play us. They just know. They don't want the ball. They don't want, they, they, they don't want to go toe-to-toe with us and they, they are more than happy to drop into deep areas and just surround because they know it's going to go back to Trent and they know that Trent's going to put a ball into the box. And it gets headed away, and we're not good enough to pick up those second balls because we don't have players that are just at the races on the second balls. You know, Milner's legs are gone. Harvey, Harvey, to be fair, was good off the second ball. But, mm. you know, he's, he's five foot seven, five foot six. You know, he, he, you know he, he's not strong enough. He's, he, he's not robust enough. It's not a peak midfield where it was just three absolute athletes suffocating a team, was it? It was, yeah, yeah. They, they, they would, they would suffer. That's exactly right. They would suffocate us in possession, and it would be repeat, repeat. It was like Groundhog Day at times, and that's why we bought Darwin. And obviously, it's going to take time. And it's, I'm not too down and on the and whole management. <laughs> I'm not too down on the whole situation, but you know, I think we need to. to we need to switch up the system more dramatically, I think. And I think that um, that could be the next thing that comes. Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd, it doesn't even have to be like a every game thing, but our plan B just seems to be 4-2-4 chaos. Whereas a plan B that we usually do is 70 minutes onwards, whereas... Just tweak something at 30 minutes and see what the difference is. Because that Palace game, we were in control till we went to 10 men, or till their goal, really. And then 10 men, it just kind of turned into chaos. But it's just stale, maybe the word for it. But it's been an imperfect start for the season for a reason, regardless of underlying stats and all that nonsense. But we've dropped four points, and that's the, the end of it. But the only reason we didn't drop another point is. is Probably Luis Diaz, who before we went to 10 men, 
was probably having a really quiet game. I was asking myself, what's he really done in this game? And then he skins 200 people and puts it in top bins <laughs> and then decides to basically be one-man mission, tackling people in our own half, dribbling past the team. But <laughs> it's an odd one. I've only gone with a seven, whereas if someone who's rescued us, in my opinion, a point in a game we were struggling to get clear-cut chances, but... That first 60-odd minutes or so, he was really quiet, so I don't think I can go too high in his rating. Well, they had two right-backs on the pitch to deal with Yeah, You know, it's that simple. As I said, you know, every time Robbo got the ball, they would shut down the ball into Diaz's feet and welcome it inside to Milner. So they knew what they were doing. Mm. What are our key dangers when you look at the team sheet of last night? It's Mo and it's Diaz. Yeah. So you double up immediately. I mean, you don't, on the right-hand side, you, don't, you ideally don't want to send it back to Trent. But, you know, this, mm, you, you get what you get. But with Diaz, he just wasn't getting the service. He wasn't getting the link up. And he, he got a Milner and he got a, a, a Darwin. So, and they gave nothing to him in terms of, so he had to create himself. You know, he, he, you know, we, we saw this so many times with Phil Coutinho, where, you know, playing with maybe Lana or whomever, sometimes you just have to get hold of the ball and we shouldn't have to do that. We're too good to do that. We shouldn't have to be reliant on an absolute weldy, but Palace at home, it is what it is, I suppose, but um, he's brilliant. But again, I think he needs more from those around him you know uh, uh, because we're not going to be able to rely on that because teams will get savvy to that and it will be drilled into you know the next team do not let him shoot do not let him come inside the uh whoever the holding midfielder for united is uh next monday is going to be dropping in and they'll just send him back to robbo so Mm. i think that was one of the only instances where it worked because he kept going and going and going and then eventually he got that Yard of space to unleash a strike. It was brilliant, but it shouldn't take brilliance for us to score against Palace at home. It shouldn't. It should no. just take relentless pressure. It should take intricate play. It should take, we are just better than you and we will just find ways through you. You know, I think if City took, played them last night, it's 5 0. Mm. And it, it probably isn't anywhere near the effort we put in. We just have to put in so much effort if we lose our controlling ballers. If we don't have that Naby or Thiago, we just lack so much potency in that middle. And it just affects our forward line so much because they just have to drop into their wide positions again. And, you know, if, if, if you're Klein, you, you, you're, you're pretty comfortable because you've got Ward next to you. You've got... You've got um, is it Decore in front of you? Mm-hmm. you? You're just suffocating his ability. And it was his brilliance that cre- I, I gave him a seven. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it was a, a tough performance up to them because they were just so defensive. He, he just had nothing to do or, or, or nowhere to go. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think we... Maybe, maybe we're thinking he is the one who was so ready-made to replace what Mane was on the left wing. And he looks like a very different player, to be fair. I think we've obviously had the the clutch moments so far, especially in that game. But Mane was just pure end product, where I think when we saw Diaz at his best last season, there was that spark of pace. Maybe it just wasn't all end product. He was maybe trying to get the best out of someone, whereas Darwin maybe is the idea to replace the goals. Diaz is just there to be maybe an outlet more so, but that is a moment of magic that has saved us from losing and being on one point to start the season. And I don't really care if he has a quiet 60 minutes, if he does that every game, but you're right in what you're saying. This is Palace. I mean, they played completely differently against Arsenal, but that was a completely new Arsenal front line and they clicked quicker than ours so far and they tortured them. Um, I know Palace allowed them to be tortured a bit more, but we bet we should well. We are better than Arsenal. I'm not that. I'm not that bloody negative so far in the season. We are better than Arsenal, and we need to prove it. And 
we haven't done so so far, but Diaz, I think, what did he get from the from the listeners? He got a seven and a half. So yeah, I think everyone's pretty much in agreement. Yeah, I think Mane was. Mane was a player that could easily play in a four three three because yeah. he was an elite goal scorer from a wide position. Yeah. I don't believe that Diaz can get to that level. I think he's built for a four two three one where he can come that little bit deeper and receive the ball a little bit deeper and actually run at players. He seems to be receiving the ball too high and he's getting followed. Whereas if we have that extra forward, if you like, it's like a four, I want to see a four two four. Remember that game against Arsenal a couple of years ago where we just went 4-2-4 for about 30 minutes and mm. ran through them? That's yeah. what I want to see. I want to see more players in high positions. To If they're going to play five, let's play four forwards. Let's yeah. Play, you, know, that, you know, let's do that. Why, this is the thing we have to do. We have to find the answers. We can't just keep on, well, we rerun it again. We'll rerun it again. And rerun it again. Mm. Well, Diaz is playing too high, in my mind. He needs to be dropping 10 yards deeper and giving more support to Robbo, but also having that extra forward inside him, which would be your 10, who would dovetail with a nine. And I, I think that would suit his game better because, you know, otherwise he, he he's just getting caught out by being overloaded on one side and most getting overloaded on the other. I'd love us to go get a, a, a just a right winger and just and just put Mo in that ten and just go. Well, we've got we can't get midfield up. Let's go get a winger. You know, it, I I don't know too much about this Anthony. I see the YouTube bits, but <laughs> at what point do you not just go get a player that can change? You know, the rhetoric, which is how teams are coming up against us because it's not it's not going to end. Teams are just going to low block the life out of us. So do you just go offensive or do you just continue to go 4-3-3, 4-3-3, True, true. And I think if you look at the teams in the league, I mean, who's who's going to try and go to it Was Man City? Chelsea? Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. No. So Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal, because yeah. Arsenal because they're yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal. And, and they'll try and play out. And then, and then, yeah, Bobby should play. And then hound him and then we can pick up the second balls and then Diaz is fine. But you know, everyone's going to low block us that isn't called, that isn't... City, Man United, Arsenal. What, you don't think United are going to low block us? <laughs> yes, they are. Varane, Maguire, and um, the little lad from Holland. Yeah. You know, that's going to be their back three, then they'll have two full-backs, then they'll have um, McFred in the middle. You, you, do, do you think they're going to come after us? I hope they do, but do you think he's going to risk that after... Last week. I'm not sure. He does seem one that is set on playing this way, maybe overly stupidly. Um, well, a- a- against Brentford, maybe, because maybe he didn't know about Brentford, you know. True. But I, I-, I don't see him coming for us. I think it's damage limitation already for United. I think mm. they-, they they can't come for us. Well, Maguire's going to push up. Well, they're not going to have the ball anyway, but you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're mm. not going to put a back four against us when they've seen what back five did to us. True. Fulham caught us on, Fulham caught us on the hop. Didn't see that coming, but I think I wrote something that you, you, you get the team that comes up, they carry that momentum. Leeds did it two years ago. Brentford did it last year. They carry that momentum, that intensity to overwhelm teams, regardless of who you are, but they just until they get slapped by someone. So that intensity carried from their championship winning season. I, I just think, yeah, I, I think they'll they'll come damage. Imagine what happens if they come for us. What we'll do to them? We'll tear them apart because Naby's going to play. Naby will play, and then you know Mo's going to play through the middle. You know Harvey's going to play that right hand side, and then it's going to be Hendo on the right and Fab. And if they come for us, that will tear them apart because you'll be putting Mo right on Maguire's shoulder. And what's going to happen in transition when they lose the ball and they're 40 yards from goal? No. No. He he will sit them block and he will look to counter. It will be, you know, it will be a rerun because you just lost 4-0 to to Brentford. Do you really want to go toe-to-toe with Liverpool? 
If he does, he might have to go on the fraud manager list. <laughs> uh, but let's move on because, well, we'll have to discuss Man United next week and hopefully it's much more positive. But in the starting eleven, I think it's been a bit of a mixed bag so far, but we're certainly ending with a negative here. Uh, and Darwin Nunes, a stupid red card. The performance was a bit up and down, if you're being kind, before the red card. I think his movement was good. His link-up play wasn't very good, I don't think. Um, should have pulled the trigger instead of claiming for a handball, which could have been handball, but you still got to pull the trigger on the second shot. Uh, a brilliant tackle by Dekuriov, to be fair, on his other on his other chance. But mm-hmm. it's just a joke. A, a debut that's compared to Joe Cole is never a good thing with the red card. No, no. That's the thing. Well, um, when you, I remember they they asked him, where do you want to play? And he said, in the sausage roll. And I just thought, oh, Christ. <laughs> um but, well, that was Larson Day. See, see, this is the thing, you know, you, you you look back to that period and it was dark and it was horrible. But the thing with Darwin is, and I was guilty of this, we've heralded him as the saviour for the past seven days. Yeah. He's 23, South American, coming into a league that they're going to bully, they're going to try and get in his face, they're going to niggle him. Why he hasn't had that in, in Portugal. So it's a bastion of fire, you know. You, and, and we've put so much pressure on his shoulders. And you could see, you know, he just needed... This could be the best thing that could have happened for him, to give him a little time out to say, well, that, that couldn't have gone any worse, could it? So now you just reflect, you rebuild. That's not what you do. You, you, you now put Nat Phillips on in training on him for the next four weeks because Nat will just try and run through him in every training exercise and you say that well that's what you're going to get you're going to get guys like Nat Phillips ran run into the back of you and that's what you've got to deal with and you've got to be smarter than that you've got to be you've got to be as Brendan would say a technician and you've got to be able to overcome that you've got to be savvy you've draw the defenders out into areas they don't want to be you know, don't. He was basically the equivalent of what Lovren liked to do with people like Troy Deeney. He wanted to get into a battle. You don't need to. You don't need to get in because they want the battle. Lovren always wanted the battle, and Lovren would be drawn into areas, and he would do something stupid. Remember that game against? Uh, we lost four-one to Spurs when oh, Harry White just dragged him onto the halfway line. Yeah. And Lovren was stupid enough to fall for it. Well, that was the striker's equivalent, where he was just dragged into a mindset where it was a fight. And it didn't have to be a fight. You know, players like Lionel Messi, Aguero, they didn't build their, their you know, repertoire on fighting. Shearer did. You know, Ferdinand did. Well, we haven't bought that type of player. We've built, bought someone to be decisive and intricate and a poacher in the box. You know, you don't see Jota get, well, you see Jota now and again leave a foot in, but you don't see him get into wars. It just seemed like Darwin needed, I don't know, it came too late, the arm around the shoulder, obviously, from Milner, but it it needed guidance, and I don't think he had that around him. Um, He seemed to be just caught out by some experienced centre-halves, and I gave him a three. I gave him a zero. (laughs) It's fair. fair. uh, Them's the rules, I'm afraid. You get a red card, you get a zero, especially if it costs us the game like it did. Um, We were building towards a goal, and then I know Diaz did the moment of magic, but it killed our entire attacking structure, as you say. It wasn't working flawlessly anyway, but it it just made us go panic stations and overly cross the ball. Um, mm. And and he he'd be the one to benefit from the crosses. That's that's a, that's a big part of why we bought him, obviously. Absolutely, but, you might as well have stuck Ricky Lambert or Christian Benzaki out there because yeah. I think he allowed that that target. He allowed that, and, and, and as much as I want a focal point that. You know, 
plays that bit higher against certain teams, you have to be able to drop in and link the play. You know, and th- and that's probably what he can't do just yet. And that's you know we have we don't have a fluid front three. We just don't. I mean, you saw the latter part of last season where Mane was able to drop into different areas deep, but still offer a real deep threat against the centre half. I mean, he was you know what we needed in essence, but it, obviously it was too much to extend that contract. But um. Darwin just needs more to his game because mm. these low blocks are going to eat him alive. So he needs to be a bit more. I don't. I don't, I don't mind the anger and the aggression. Obviously, what came from the headbutt was stupidity. But you, you want that fight, but you need to be able to just shake it off because yeah, he'll just become a target for everyone. He really will. He really will. And we've already seen videos that say, that are saying this is a 10-step guide to how to wind up Darwin Nunes and stuff like that. It's just, it's such a, it's such a worry that I think Palace have one of the best centre-back groups outside of the, outside of the bigger teams, to be fair, but there'll be bigger wind-up merchants than Joachim Anderson in the league. I, he wasn't one who I'd, I thought had a reputation for doing stuff like that. Like, Imagine what Conacordi will do, what Tarkovsky will do when it's the mm. Merseyside derby. Um, Christian Romero is a horrible bastard. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it'll just—it's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, and that, that will need, stick with him for, for years to come. We need Diogo Jota back as we soon do. as possible, so, so it gives Darwin that period to come into games. Thirty minutes here, thirty minutes there. And, and and just we have built him up this last week because we had to. You know, Bobby wasn't good enough last week, and Jota's not available. So we built Darwin up and put the pressure on him, and I think it all just consumed him. You know, that the pre, he he knows the expectation that was on his shoulders. You know, he's a young man that's going to cost potentially eighty-five million if he works out as we want, and um, we just needed him to be that carefree player that came on against City and came on against Fulham and just impacted. So I think, you know, for this period where he's going to sit and watch could be a good learning curve for a young man in a new country. Yeah, yeah, we need Jota back. So I'm guessing that's till the international break he's out, I think it's been said. So hurry up. Um, but we need to win in the meantime. Um, yeah. yeah, zero for him off me. We'll do we'll do the subs collectively because we don't want to go stupidly too long. Uh, Gomez, I went with a seven just because we saw the instant impact he had. We could actually play our system when he came on, albeit the attack attackers kind of just went rogue a bit. Um, Simicas, I gave a three. He was dreadful when he came on, in my opinion. Um, Carvalho, I give a six, and Henderson, I give a six. I think Carvalho tried to add something. He almost scored a worldie. And Henderson, almost similarly to Milner, in tougher circumstances because we only had the two midfielders. And to be fair, Palace didn't really go forward, but he did try to press higher. Um, and Fabinho kind of just left doing defensive work when there wasn't too much to do. But Henderson, he didn't add loads, but he added a urgency, might be the word. Um, but yeah, the subs didn't make a huge impact, but Gomez... Well, he looked fit enough to start against Man United. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Well, he he just looked like a Liverpool centre half. Yeah, you know, he, he he did nothing spectacular. He just looked like a Liverpool centre half. He looked comfortable in the system. He looked comfortable carrying the ball. He looked comfortable receiving the ball. And there was a couple of moments where he had to turn on the afterburners, and it was fine. It was dealt with, and it gave us the ability to then push forward again. Because we seem to have a, a period of just ugh, every time they came forward, you were just worried. So, uh, uh, I mean, I think if Nat Phillips stays on the pitch, he, he, he might get sent off. He was mm. just flying into stuff. So to see Joe come on, and it's, it's annoying to see Joe come on and play that well. And, and then you look and go, oh, how is he not starting the game? Mm. How is he not starting? Is it overconfidence by Klopp? Because if you're coming on, you, if you're on the bench, and you actually come on as well and play like that. There's no reason you shouldn't have started the game. Get the game won. 
get the game one and then get them off. We've got five subs. You wanted five subs. Get the game one and get them off. He just, Klopp's not having a good couple of weeks here. Um, I gave Joe a seven. I gave Costas a five. Uh, that's a bad game for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think he did anything um, that was cost worthy. I, no. I just, I just think he had a bad game. I, I, I didn't really see the point in coming. I'd have much rather seen Naby come on and, mm-hmm. and just left Robbo on because I think Robbo's performance would have increased by having Naby on the pitch. Yeah. So, and with Henderson, I think Henderson proved that he's better off the bench or as a starting six than he is as a starting eight. I think he comes onto the pitch annoyed because... Yeah. Because he's, he's an angry Macam. <laughs> how dare thee? How dare thee? Where's my armband? I mean, what's all that? Just leave the armband where it is. It's a bit of. Fabric. He did. He came on for Milner, to be fair. So he could have swapped it. <laughs> Either way, he does it. Yeah, he, he, he does. does. He, he, he comes does. and gets it, and he, he takes pride in it. Fair enough. You know, the armband is the armband, but you're you're 32. And yeah, he did, he did well when he came on because. It, he he showed urgency. He he showed a, a want to get involved, but you know he's just... on the ball. He 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 couldn't give anything incisive. You know, mm. there was the odd you know Henderson cross or whatnot, but other than that, it was all pretty much in their half anyway. So yeah, Carvalho looked fine, but again, he's he's his child. Yeah. If we if we if we're looking to Fabio Carvalho to. Rescue again. Get three points against Palace. Mm. Yeah, it's I don't know much. about that because I, I, I don't know. I don't know who Fabio Carvalho is. Is he a ten? Is he going to be, you know, morphed into this wide player? Yeah. I don't know what he is. You know, I, I would, I'd love it if, if, if we went with a, a, a four-two-three-one next week where we had Naby and Fab in a two, and we had Harvey on the right and Fabio in the middle. And Diaz on the left and Mark front. I'd love it. Mm. Why not? Why not? Nothing else is working. Why not? Because I think Fabio, if you, he obviously played off Mitrovic and he was able to orchestrate good things for Fulham. Like Spurs as well. Now, we're not Fulham, but, you know, he's obviously comfortable on the ball. He obviously wants to impact the game in a positive manner. And. Maybe we just really have to shake things up a bit. I mean, it's not going to happen, but um, but how he's coming into the game before Naby, I just, you know, that if we don't want Naby, sell him and get someone else. You know, we have a usable asset that can positively impact this game, and he sits there and doesn't come on. Yeah. Yeah, and we I think we had a spare sub, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many times we went to that. I think you can go three times. I, I, I don't know. Uh, so uh, yeah, we had we had an, we had another sub and we had another sub spot. If that makes sense, we had another time yeah, yeah. to make a sub. Yeah, maybe um, he's just not ready. I don't know. Yeah, but again, why is he on the bench? Just just whack a youngster. We already had three on on that as well. Um, yeah, it's an odd one. It is an odd one. It's always, he's had an odd Liverpool career. Um, but that's it, Stephen. I think that that is that's gone well. It's your first podcast with me. How do you think it went? Well, I've just moaned for I don't even know how long we've been on. An hour, uh, just I've, over I've an hour, moaned. I think. Yeah, I've it's, good fa- it's good therapy, isn't it? <laughs> well, I was quite positive at the start. I thought, no, I'm going to I'm going to look. But I've just moaned for um an hour about. What we could have done, what we should have done, and I, I, I just don't know what we're going to do, because do we shake it up? Do we go? Uh, what do we do? We've got to do something in the market. We've got to be reactionary. I mean, has Nunes actually gone to Wolves? It seems like he's having his medical by by all accounts. I think so. Yeah. So was so was many once. You know, that's true. I mean, we we just yeah. Ginny, you know, how has he ended up at Rome and not us? How has that mm. happened? How one. much would you have loved to have seen Ginny in, in the team last night? You know, there's just there's just options. We, you know, we can't just look within. We can't just keep looking within, you know, because Fabio's new. 
Harvey's basically new. Darwin's new. James Milner's old. Henderson's old. You know, we, we just have no middle ground. Where's the middle ground players? We either got have old players that are susceptible to injury or just not good enough anymore, or young players that aren't ready. Where's mm. these middle ground players that can just play, that can just come in and do 40, 50 games? It is a worry. It is a worry. But hopefully, as we say, I'm not sure who will be my guest for the United game, but it has to be more positive. <laughs> we have to win that game. and We have to win it well, let's be honest. If we sneak a 1-0 against the shit United team, it's going to feel like a lot. It's going to feel crap anyway. But um, yeah, it, it, onwards and upwards, hopefully, because we, well, we're running out of points we can drop. It's already been enough. But that's it from me. That's it from Stephen. I'll be back next week for the United game, probably Tuesday again. I will sort my guest. It can't get any worse, people. Uh, Thank you for listening. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.